0: Hello there Waterloo Road fans, it's Tom here, your podcast host, just popping in before we get going to tell you again about our Patreon subscription page. You can get access to all sorts of exclusive stuff on there, whether it's extended versions of our interviews, our reviews of other school-based TV shows, our Waterloo Road Awards, or our looks back at particular characters, loads of great stuff on the Patreon with plenty more to come all sorts of great stuff there which you can access via patreon.com waterloo road pod and i would like to thank those of you who have already subscribed to the patreon so thank you to emily berry to eve to dylan gover who is at dylan s gover on tiktok thank you to lottie smith to joe buckle to eliza who is at waterloo x road underscore on instagram Thank you to Claudia Graham, to Lucy, to Hannah Louise who would like to shout out NHS mental health services. Thank you to Sarah Mython, to Maddie, to Matthew Kumar, to Georgia Leah, who is the avocado bath on both Instagram and TikTok. Thank you to Tom Percival, to Mel and to Natalie who is at NatalieTheBookReader on Instagram. Thank you to all of you for your continued support and if you would like to join that list of shout outs all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash waterloo road pod. And now without any further ado, let's get on with this week's podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everything From Nothing, the, the Waterloo Road podcast. I am Tom Beasley, your Waterloo Road super fan. Joined as ever by Luke Stevenson, who is getting tantalisingly close to halfway. So close to halfway. We need to change how we watch these episodes. One a week is now my new limit. I can't do two in a row. (laughs) Well, peek behind the curtain, this is the third we've done this week. Well, the reason we didn't do two the first time around is that first episode was so poor, I was like, I cannot watch another one. (laughs) Um, This one begins with another Cortina song. There aren't any other Cortina songs. but stop them you're lying to me. <laughs> Another one. They did that's at least three they've done now. I feel like when a flat earther gets told the world is round. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the kind of argument no, there is only one Cortina yeah. song. Yeah. So that plays as Jonah's going to Cheska's because that's a thing that Jonah does now can I ask though at the end of the last episode a very big thing was made over how Joe should not arrive in uniform Uh, that was my next point the next time he arrives he arrives in uniform (laughs) yes via the front door he was in normal clothes non-school clothes went to the back door for secrecy yes but now first thing in the morning it's just front door school clothes yeah hats off clothes off (laughs) anything. socks on socks on (laughs) No good decisions we made here. Clearly a socks on. Yeah. So we start... Um, so Finn and Ronan are breaking and entering. Are Finn and Ronan friends? They're a year apart. They're yeah, bad boys, though. They wear their bad boy jackets. They're like the nice bad boys, Finn and Ronan. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, your, Del, they're your Del Boy and Rodney. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, they are. They're Del they're, Boy and yeah, Rodney. Yeah. They're... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, back of a, back of a truck, uh, bad, <laughs> bad boys. So they're breaking into this seemingly abandoned building where they're going to have a party. Because that is easier than just doing it at Finn's house. Which Which is massive and empty. Massive, (laughs) empty, no parents. (laughs) Yeah. So, Cheska, after the declarations of love in the last episode, is now feeling twitchy again. Because she's having an affair with a child. Um, Jonah says he's sick of sneaking around, um, but their plan now is to ride it out for a year until he's no longer a student. That logic doesn't work. It absolutely does not work. Because you can't go to like y- the year you know, year 13 Leaver's Day <laughs> yeah. and then go, now I'd like to announce the Because <laughs> yeah. then everyone will go, well, yeah. when did this start? That's maybe I gave birth to six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's go, well, this is, yeah, come yeah. on. It's not a good plan. It, you know, yeah, there have been better plans. Um, So Jess goes to meet Bex at a cafe... Uh, Bex says she's going back to London with Hodge. Um, how did this meeting happen? I don't know how J- they arranged it. Jess says <laughs> to Bex, I haven't seen or heard of, from you, yet they're here in this cafe, yeah. seemingly having heard from one another to yeah, arrange it. Yeah, yeah. just, just a little bit of effort, guys, please. Yeah. Um, so at first she seems to suggest, oh, Hodge has changed. And then she's like, oh, well, he said he's going to change. Um Bex, uh, uh, Jess says, uh, I, you know, I don't care if he wants to release that video of us, he can. Um, at which point, it becomes difficult to, like, discern what Bex's motivations are. No, yeah. Because she's doing it to her mom... protect Jess. And if Jess says she doesn't care... <laughs> yeah, because we've already seen that her mum isn't troubled by the contents of the video. Yeah. She's troubled by how the video happened. Yes. And we've already had the conversation in school about how these things are illegal. Yes. Then, you know, surely... if Because the, as they've talked what they've said, the police won't prosecute Hodge about the evidence. Yes. At this point, if Jess is 100% happy that this video can be released, that is their smoking gun to yeah. go and get Hodge. Yes. It's it's all very silly. Yes. Um, we danced past something. I don't want to dance past it. Go on. When they're discussing the party, Ronan uses the expression, when Vic McDonald is hanging off my face. Hanging off my face. All I could think was, like, keys and grey and red nap. Okay. Because that was... So- there was some sort of horrible turn of phrase like that that they used. Well, but the thing is, is hanging off my face, it's it's a phrase that means kissing. Yes, it does. But it sounds so much worse, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I, Well, I have a, I have a Ronan turn of phrase a little bit later that I really want to drill down into. Oh, let's do that. Um, so. But we'll get there chronologically, obviously, because we cannot mess with the format. That's how the format of the show works. Um, <laughs> Look, the show already makes it difficult enough to keep track of what <laughs> bloody time it is. <laughs> so, uh, Amy and Lauren um, arrive at school to telephone by Lady Gaga. In, or like, as it's formal, as is now known, the playhouse song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to find a decent quality version of that Cortina's track. No, it doesn't exist. <laughs> so yeah, they they're, they're wearing straight, funny glasses and strange clothes. Um, and Karen's not pleased about it the line she says here it seems straight out of the in us. she goes well you can express yourself in my office after registration I believe doesn't Gilbert say something like that so goes, sir that sounds a bit uh, dodgy sir there's nothing funny about testicles Kofa <laughs> as, <laughs> as you'll, you'll
1: find, find out, out in my office <laughs> 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 sounds a bit dodgy sir no it
0: doesn't <laughs> <laughs> express yourself in my office girls <laughs> Chris goes uh, you told me off of this <laughs> Cheska uh, confides in Adana that her period is late, um, says, um, oh, it was a one-night stand with an old flame. Okay, again, okay. we've been through this over the past couple of weeks, so I don't need to keep repeating it, but I feel like I should. Okay. I've never been a teacher or had a clandestine affair of a student. Yes. But could you imagine not quadrupling up on the contraception? Uh, well, yes. Absolutely, Yeah, This is the highest risk of high-risk scenarios. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> you know... Are we supposed to believe that... Jonah's magnetism was such that she lost herself. You want you'd want coil, yeah. you'd want pill, you'd want condoms. This is what you think about during the bit where you're taking your socks off. Exactly! That's exactly what happens when you're taking your socks off. And that's why it's so important to do that. If you learn nothing else from this podcast. A hundred episodes. <laughs> And and you might not learn anything else from this podcast. <laughs> um, so uh, as you said, Karen has told the police about Hodge, but you know they can't prosecute without the evidence. We see Cheska do a pregnancy is test. Is there even evidence on on the internet? <sighs> it's, the police? Someone has gone into the police, and they have shown the videos of underage girls online. Yes. Yeah, that is a crime. Yes, <laughs> and 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 Karen could go. I'm this this child's mother. Here is her birth certificate saying she is seventeen. Yeah, or was sixteen at the time this was shot. Yeah. I suppose the police don't investigate after. No, <laughs> after a certain amount of time has passed. We, all have I'll have some I have some thoughts about the, these police's investigative skills okay. as we go through the episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Cheska does a pregnancy test and finds out she is pregnant. And there's a conversation with Ronan, where Ronan describes the party to Jonah as. One of the most debauched nights of our lives. (laughs) I think that's the first time I've used the word debauched. Oh, it isn't mine. And I'm not a 17-year-old boy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a big fan of the word debauched. I wasn't when I was 17. No, I probably was because I was a bit of a smug. (laughs) (laughs) I just, like, that's... That's not a line that goes into the mouth of a seventeen-year-old boy <laughs> before a party, and the same seventeen-year-old boy who just said keep McDonald hanging off my face" <laughs> for a lovely bit of debauchery. <laughs> yeah. So Chris then comes into Karen and says, "The boys' grades have gone up since the mentorship scheme started, started a week started. ago." This <laughs> is ridiculous. They get such up-to-the-minute grade information at this school. This is. F- it's so upsettingly ridiculous Because the scheme was started last week Some of them probably haven't had their first meeting With their mentors yeah. yet Yet all of their grades have gone up well, Kyle's And there's a... been exams Kyle's got quite a relationship with his mentor They're handing well, out watches I, I have some questions about that After two weeks of being hot on the issue of grooming <laughs> Kyle's been set up with this old man Who's giving him watches and taking him on days out So um, Karen says I thought you didn't want to be Mr. Segregation anymore Can we not, Can we not make that a thing? No one wants to be Mr. Segregation. (laughs) Yes, as this isn't the Deep South in the 60s. No, no one is Mr. Segregation (laughs) around here. Uh, Unless it's Jim Crow. Exactly. (laughs) You don't want to be the successor to Jim Crow, do you? (laughs) It's not what you go into education for. (laughs) Um, So uh, Lauren and Amy are in Karen's office. They're doing this clothes stuff as a protest about how the boys get everything. That doesn't make sense. To which Karen's response is, uh, do a fashion show. To which I immediately wrote, end of term show. End of but, term of fashion. But in the next time trailer, it's next week. Next yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to be the end of the day. Yeah. This, they ignored it. Yeah, I wrote end of term show. I just assumed. Yeah, neither Amy or Lauren invoked the bad boy jackets. No. That's what I would have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, have you seen all the bad boy jackets out there? Yeah. Why can't we have some, you know, hot girl hair? I don't know what they're doing. But I do like, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, we can't be seen to be favouring the boys. The boys getting everything. So they get studies and you get to wear dresses. Yes. Yeah. That's all women want. Women be wanting dresses. They want be wanting dresses. Boys be wanting business. Business. And running. (laughs) running. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Running all that feeling of chasing. Yeah. Um, so Bex goes back to the flat where she's staying with Hodge, and Hodge emerges from a room with a camcorder, because he's now a full-time evil video man. Yeah, I thought the camera just got really weird at this point, because it just comes in, she's being filmed through his camera. Yeah. Oh, is all very unsettling. Um, so Bex lies to him, says she went to get milk, but he has seen her out with Jess. Hodge wants Bex to swear never to talk to her family again. Um, there's then a scene where... Jess is like texting in Chris's class and then after the class Chris is like oh, I want you to talk to me. No acknowledgement that they have any past. Yeah, yeah. Whatsoever. Open up to me, Jess. Please. Yeah. No. Just, I can't, the speed at which the show memory holds things these days. It's so, it's just, it's week to week. Yeah, isn't it? it really is. So Jonah is using the school computers to look for jobs. There's a roof appearance. She's been, she's been wandering the moors. She's just been no one's gone to check on her. She should have come in with like bits of hedge sticking out of her. <laughs> um, apparently she's not worldly enough to know how to access internet history. No. <laughs> and I was like, because Harry walked past and she goes, oh, I need your like, computer skills for this. And I thought they were going to like pretend that it wasn't as easy. Yeah, yeah. And then Harry literally just comes <laughs> and clicks history. His history. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. So uh, Janice has found out about the party because Ronan is. Is this the only payoff to the Ronan is an office assistant storyline? Yeah, I thought he was there to steal. I thought he was there to steal off office supplies, and he's done nothing since. No, now he just prints out flyers for the party. Um, uh, Janice is like, oh, you know, this sounds like something where there'll be lots of underage drinking. (laughs) Ronan pretty says to me, "Juice, lots of juice." (laughs) Um, So we see Finn and Ronan um, stealing like speakers and stuff from the school music department. Um, they they pat them into a car. It's not clear who drives the car. No, Roman's seventeen. He might have started learning, but he's not gonna have a license yet. Well, yeah, you know, he's been. You know, his dad was teaching her how to nick cars. When he was 12. He's been a getaway driver since he was thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the burlies He's uh, he's like Taron uh, Edgerton's monkey from Sing. <laughs> Wow. There's a reference. That's a, yeah. I don't know what the crossover is. Maybe it's more than I thought. Um, <laughs> so they go back to this building. And while they've been away from the building, it's been filled with boxes of vodka. Yeah. And... As, as we later find out the implication is that some sort of criminal gang probably not the Burleys no someone moving onto the Burleys turf because of the power vacuum <laughs> <laughs> yeah because here's the thing is what we don't we, we are fully aware of in this era of Rochdale prohibition well, this existed is a, this is my next point <laughs> why is the criminal gang selling vodka it's like it's store bought vodka yeah. in its original packaging yeah. and they're like you have no how much money how much I've lost I know how much it's the RRP uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what about eighteen quid a bottle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just yeah, this idea that like just like I don't know, have them find pounds upon pounds of heroin because yeah. <laughs> at least then but, that's criminal. Yeah. But then finding vodka is like the criminal gang is like, oh god, I went to Morrison's, bought loads of vodka, I stored it in this basement, yeah. and it's now it's weird, gone. Isn't it? It's like because it's it's just a device. To lead to the breakup of the party, it's but they didn't want it to be something like because if it had been heroin, yeah, yeah. then it, that would have been too serious. <laughs> and so it needs to be something that they can go, oh look, booze for the party, but no criminal gangs. <laughs> they have just yeah, and you know if I'm if I wanted to buy and sell some vodka, I would just store it in my house. It's legal. It's legal. Yeah, nobody's going to come around and go. Oh, we're doing all this vodka. (laughs) The illegally bought in shops. Yeah, I just, I could get my head around that. Um, So uh, Jess calls Hodge um, and they arrange to meet near the docks. That's where evil things happen. Are there docks in Rochdale? Well, they say later it's Salford, don't they? Salford is dodgy. Yeah, so they say Salford. So this will be where Media City now is, isn't it? 'Cause Media City's all around us, yes, like there's the rivers and stuff, now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. Salford now, yeah. So yeah, dodgy things happen near the docks. They're gonna meet near the docks at 4 30. 4 30. Because they they're very what they do in this episode is very clearly orient okay. us outside of the school day. Because the school day finishes probably twenty minutes into this episode. Yes, indeed. Actually you're correct. Yeah. yeah. They said they're gonna charge fifty P a shot just to go back to the vodka. Yeah. yeah. Um I think the last shot I had about th- six, seven years ago, was about three quid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd go to this party. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think the suggestion is that teenagers have less money. Yeah, I know, but then me as a teenage-looking person, would be like, <laughs> cheap night out. That's why Janice is there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's why Janice is there. And mm. we know what they say yes to at this school, because Cheska is fine. Yeah. So, um Chris uh sees that Jess is on the phone to someone, tries to convince her to tell her mum, um, how the tables have turned. Yes. <laughs> Um, Ruth tells Jonah that she's worried about the way he's acting, and then Ruth immediately grasses him up to Karen that he's searching for jobs and he's going to leave the school. Ruth is a grass. So much time on the moors. Yeah, she's come affiliated with. Um, so uh, Adana tries to convince Jonah that you know he should stay at school. University's great, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then we get a weird, like, stylistic thing where he imagines that he's telling her about Cheska. Yeah. It doesn't, like, come to anything. No, it's pointless. It's trickery for trickery's sake, isn't it? Yes. The, uh, at one point, does he say to... Because Ch- um, in, in another one of the Jonah and Cheska exchanges that just happens every ten minutes yeah, or yeah. so, she's looking increasingly infuriated that the quick affair she wanted of a 17-year-old has played out much more seriously. Yes. Which I think is quite funny. Um, and at one point, Jonah yells, I don't care what people will think, and I just think the Crown Prosecution Service will have some thoughts. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the, the Crown Prosecution Service doesn't exist in this world. Oh, yeah, sorry. Individuals have to press charges. Someone has charges to press charges. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if she's not going to press charges, he's not going to press charges, they're fine. It's all roof, legal. Ruth will press charges. Yeah. <laughs> um, was, I, watching it at the time, yes. as it came out, yes. was there a feeling we should be rooting for this couple? Well, I don't know, because we don't... I wasn't watching things then in the same way that you watch things now, where you... There's a reaction to everything that happens on TV. okay. Um, but, like, in the moment, did you think this is a normal romance that is happening? Yeah, I think I probably just took it at face value, whatever the show said. Okay. Because I just find that obscene. Yeah. yeah. I I don't yeah. think 16 year old me had a, enough of a. You were taking eye. notes. <laughs> 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 Look like Jonah. <laughs> <Yeah>. Step one. <laughs> Step one Completely revamp Personal appearance <laughs> Step two Completely revamp Personality I'm, I'm still on step one um, Yeah I, I, Honestly I don't know How I felt about it Is just, I suppose it's just weird To exist in a discourse vacuum That's it And Like obviously Any sort of Because if it happened On a soap now There'd be a massive Discourse about it Because we got Weeks upon weeks And weeks of middle-class women writers talking about the bloody priest in Fleabag. Yes. And about whether that was abuse or not. Yes. And it was just, it was endless. Yes. Endless, endless, endless. And the idea that we all just sat and merrily watched this storyline yeah, happen yeah. with no discourse. It's interesting, because the discourse thing is like, because now we like, we actively dread the discourse. Yeah. So I was reading a thing the other day, there's a really good newsletter about internet culture I read. That was the most middle class thing I've ever said. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> and in it, one of the things he was saying about the Will Smith slap is that what happened was immediately the discourse was, "I'm dreading the discourse about this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's how I feel. Like I don't want any discourse about anything. I just want things to happen. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's very strange. But obviously, in 2011, like the, obviously there was some, yes, but not to the degree that there is now. And there wasn't what there wasn't is a content machine on, like, tabloid news websites. Yes. Writing up everything that happens in every show. Mm-hmm. Like you do. Like, like I do, for a living. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, I don't think that existed in 2011. I think maybe that's the difference. Yeah, I just find it bad. So the only reason you'd be aware of this is if you were watching Waterloo Road. And then you had to have... Because like, the show is giving you no critical thoughts yeah, yeah, yeah. about exactly. it. Yeah, You have to have them yourself. so what happens now is something happens on a TV show, all of the news outlets write it up, and that tells people how to think about it. Yeah, yeah. Whether they've watched the show or not, and usually they haven't. Yes. Fantastic. Okay, Okay. that was (laughs) semi-insightful. That's all we need. As insightful as you can get with your socks on. Yeah, mild giggling. Um, uh, Jess admits to Karen that her mystery man was Hodge, and that they made a film together. Um... Jess wants to go ahead with the meeting. And for some reason, Karen gives that the nod. I don't mind giving it the nod. I mind what happens at the meeting. Yes. Because Karen's a bloody idiot. Yeah, there's a lot of idiocy at the meeting. We will we'll get to the meeting. Um, so, uh, Adana asks Jessica to go and talk to Jonah about like him leaving school. Um, and then she says, Oh, Jonah, I can't be the reason that you leave school. I'm having my 15-minutely wobble about this relationship. Yeah, again, she's... None of which caused me to take any severe action on this relationship. I can't end the relationship. I can just keep wobbling about it. Yeah. Um, Ronan describes the party as a meat market. (laughs) See, that's much closer to what I think Ronan would say other than debauching. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I could see him saying that. Um, Vicky says all the girls are going to boycott it. um, And Sam gets angry at Finn... For taking part in that discussion, and she breaks up with him. You've blown it, Finn. Even when he gives her a terrible bracelet. (laughs) Oh, it looks Pandora y. (laughs) It's not real, though, is it? (laughs) He got it off one of the burlies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Lauren and Amy don't want the boys to take part in the fashion show. Adana says there'll be no segregation at this fashion show. So I think World of the Girl says are you sure about all this all a welcome stuff <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah, that's, the, that's what should they say pre Patel yeah. deciding to get into <laughs> politics was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a formative moment when she watched Waterloo Road yeah. um so, Cheska tells Jonah about the baby. Jonah's very excited. I got flashbacks to Dante when he finds out that Chloe's pregnant. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like it's quite refreshing, really, that in these shows, the two teenage boy pregnancies have had, the boys have reacted really, Yay. really positively to it. Yeah. That is refreshing and different. It's totally unbelievable. Yes, yeah. So, jo, Joey's just not worldly enough. No, no. Um, so, now we get to the meeting, and I, I've written, it's 4.30 already. We're only 25 minutes into the episode. Um, uh, it never gets to nighttime. It's a very interesting no. oh, world Oh yeah It's this Yeah it's Bizarre sort of Crepuscular Waterloo Road episode Right What Debauched <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be the most Debauched <laughs> night of our lives In the Crepuscular Cre- Crepuscular Yes Yes such a <laughs> <laughs> Look Alright Look Look, look it's, it, This is a BBC programme And so it is it's incumbent upon A podcast about it To be equally Rethian. We have to inform <laughs> Equally what? Rethian. We have to inform Educate and entertain Look I'm not going li- to I'm not going to talk down To our listeners Like I, you know, They're all great people None of them know What you just said None of them care <laughs> Well They definitely don't care <laughs> They're here for the mild giggling Okay Okay it's there they're saying do the line and one of us yells Dante killed the child yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the dynamic we agreed in yeah. don't try throwing around your or whatever it was oh, crepuscular shut up <laughs> <laughs> so they're doing the meeting Chris and Karen are watching the meeting from a car Jess big day for BMW yeah Jess world's worst spy because she keeps looking back at the car where her accomplices are hiding <laughs> <laughs> Um, he, why aren't the police contacted I don't know Jess gets into Hodge's car and then instead of driving after them they get out of the car and run <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> do you know the the brass eye joke about sending paedophiles into the sky in a spaceship yes. and then they say oh but it turns out a boy was put on the spaceship <laughs> yes. the, uh, the government said this is the one thing we didn't want to happen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how this scene totally plays out. But I just don't understand, like, whether Jess gets in the car or not, the plan is to tail him. Yes. So yes. just continue doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I, it, 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 I don't know. It only exists to serve the ridiculous drawing out of this storyline. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's drawn out. So, um, uh, Hodge takes Jess back to the flat um, and says, you know, Jess is going to star in a little movie. Uh, he grabs her by the hair and drags her through to the bedroom. Lovely, lovely bit of stage uh, action. St- yeah, stage grab by the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he says, "Oh, you're, you you are going to have to watch while this happens." What is Hodges' game here? I don't understand. What what they've done is decided. Because you remember we had that conversation about three weeks ago where we were like, we don't know how scared of Hodge to be. Yeah. Because this is the come up it's culmination,
1: they tried to, to start make...
0: doing something really evil. Okay. Because the other thing as well that occurred to me is when he was trying to when he was first reaching out to Bex, it was about one last job. Yeah. Not quite clear what that was. What it, because at first you think she's his after what we learned last week, you think, okay, so she is the star of his like mini porn empire and these, yeah and he's gonna you know he wants her back for that yeah Um, but then it appears to me that actually he just loved her yeah. and wanted her back yeah and was gonna use her sister to manipulate so but then I don't get if all his goal here is to be back with Bex why does it escalate to the point where he's like I am going to assault your sister yeah. and videotape it yeah to what end yeah it's just, it's not... And also, the one last... It is, it's, just, it's just like, as you said, it is let's have him do an evil thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, cause, but all the things he's done so far is we want to you you, know, undeniably yeah. evil scene with scary man. Yeah, because it's weird because everything we know about him is that what he does is has consensual sex with people, films it consensually, and then non-consensually puts it on the internet. Yes. So this is a completely different thing. Yes. Now. Um, yeah, it's very strange. The one last job thing is really odd because in the last episode Beck says that what happened was they filmed themselves having sex a few times, he put them on the internet, she couldn't leave, so she sat around in London being numb for a year. Yeah. There's no suggestion there were there were jobs. There were criminality yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and he's talked about, you know, like nights out, fancy hotels, that kind of yeah. stuff. Whereas I don't get it. Yeah, it's not like he was, you know, manipulating her to being in films yeah. or anything like that. It suggests that they did the films they did and then she yeah. felt she couldn't leave. Yeah. Which is all valid, but it just it just means the whole story uh, uh, itself yeah, as uh, a whole doesn't make a lot of sense. Because what you've done is spent eight or nine episodes building a mystery, but then when we get the finale of the mystery, it doesn't make sense with the clues we've had. Yeah, was this episode written by the writers of Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah, well, very much <laughs> so. Like, that's... Yeah. Um, so Hodge is, like, aggressively like, getting Jess to put makeup on... And then Bex is able to get to a phone and text the address to, uh, to Karen. Uh, Hodge sees her doing the text message and then the, the scene cuts off and we go back to it later. There's a funny... Uh, I want to say funny. Well, it is funny because it shows ridiculous. <laughs> when Jess goes away in the car, yeah. Karen calls the police. Yes. And then she she doesn't say it's a kidnapping. She says it wasn't forced. Lie! <laughs> Get the police to, like... Because at the end point, whether this part is truthful or not, yeah. the end goal yeah. is that a criminal goes behind bars. Yes. You know he's a criminal. We yeah. all know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's just like, oh, I can't... You know, my daughter has just got into a car and driven off of a man who films sex tapes of children. Yeah. And I'm going to go, actually, technically, it's not a kidnapping. Yeah, because they're like, did she go willingly? She's still a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Did she go bloody willingly? <laughs> yeah, very, very weird. Um, So... Well, they're at the party. This it feels party, a little bit twee now, doesn't it? <laughs> the party which started at 4.30. Yeah. <laughs> it's a school night. They're young. <laughs> so, um, Jonah's in a celebratory mood. So, Jonah, despite everything we know about Jonah, has decided that because he's got this pregnancy news, he's going to celebrate by having loads of drink. He's going to leave Chester, yeah. where she is, and then go out and go get yeah. drunk. And the only reason they're doing it is to facilitate him nearly telling people. Yes. But it makes no sense for Jonah, as a character, no, it's to do because, this. Well, none of the things that are happening right now. <laughs> well, well, maybe. Um, so, uh, uh, Ronan gives Janice briefly control of the DJ deck so that he can try and get with Vicky. Mm-hmm. And then J- Janice is like, none of this modern rubbish. And then plays some like groove armada. I, I didn't realise and Armada were old. Well, yeah. This suggestion that Janice is old. She's like four years older exactly. than them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's not... It's not like she's loads older than them. She left She left school at the end of series four. Yes. And she returns right. at the start of series six. Yes, I think that's right. She is at a push 20 years old. Yes. These kids are all 17. Yeah, it's Best. like people <laughs> I work with, I'm 29, someone is 26. We have the same cultural yeah, 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 yeah. Like outlook. Yeah, it's... It's absolutely ridiculous. And also, I'm not very, you know, up on music. Couldn't massively tell the difference. No. It was just it was dance just dance music. music. It was just dance music. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like dance music is dance music until it's Cascader and bass hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Janice should've have, should have put some bass hunter on. Um What was your bass hunter song of choice? Um uh, now you're gone, obviously. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Angel angel in the Night. Angel in the Night. Because <laughs> <laughs> it what tracks a time to be alive. Oh. I saw a TikTok the other day, which was like, you used, in 2009, you used to use Bluetooth to send your friends songs like this. Yes. And it was just Cascader and Bass Hunter and those <laughs> yeah. horrible dance yes. songs. because Cascader had, they had the album with like Every Time We Touch On. <sighs> and then they came back with Evacuate the Dance Floor. Yes. Which is like, Oh. Bam. I think mean, the Beatles didn't have a run as good as that, did they? <laughs> It's because both of the artists we've mentioned released albums where genuinely five or six of the tracks would have the exact same melody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cascadia's version of Truly Madly Deeply is better than Savage Gardens. <laughs> That's a take. <laughs> That's a hot take. That's a take. That's what the people come for. Um, mild giggling. <laughs> mild giggling. So... Um, we get a shot of the outside of the party um, where we see that it's happening in broad daylight, which really bothers me. <laughs> and there's a sort of evil man watching. Um, evil man. okay. They, they, they're drinking my store <laughs> they're vodka. They're drinking my vodka that I bought from Costco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Chris and Karen turn up at the Hodge flat. Um, the place has been like, completely emptied. Uh, the only person there is Jess, um, who says, you know, he's taken her... I couldn't stop him That's like The police are saying There's no sign of them I hate it I, <laughs> There's no sign of them I guffawed <laughs> So loudly at this There's no sign of them Because yeah It's like so You have The moment So Jess Texts them the an, Bex texts them the address Yeah So you assume There is a time That is taken to get there Yes During that time Bex and Hodge Make good their escape Yes um, <laughs> Then they have to get up the stairs It's a flat They can get up the stairs Yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Then They have to call the police The police would take some time To get there Yeah The police then canvass the area yeah. And then So I would have, I would guess That a decent Two hours yeah. From that first text That Beck says Let's be generous And say it's just an hour Let's say it's just an hour Okay <laughs> Just an hour Now Tom How far do you reckon You could get in an hour I mean I'm not Not a quick person I, I, mean, I reckon I could be Out of eyesight yeah <laughs> So it's not like full speed escape, is it? Because he's, he's he's dragging someone. But even then, all right, I won't do this. But again, I reckon I can drag someone out of eyesight in an hour. Um, so yeah, what happens? Karen bizarrely is really angry at Jess. Um, says, "Oh, we'll never find her now." <laughs> Little does she know. So Karen then goes out on the balcony to angrily brood and sees them very nearby on a bridge. (laughs) A good hundred, like 50 to 100 feet away. It's no distance. And you know it's not very far because when the police turn up, they've barely got any further along the bridge. Uh, It's either a massive (laughs) bridge... Oh, it's just not very funny. It's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. They just wanted this to be over and they just kept... They go, and then he makes... They escape here. They escape here. So, but we have to catch him at some point in this episode. Oh, he's on the bridge. He's on the bridge. So, back. To but like, like... When the police do their sweep, there's no sign of him. He left his car in the building. Yeah, and you could, you'd be able to see someone dragging a screaming You'd you think they'd go, okay, his car's here, they're on foot, yeah. they can't be far away. Yeah, yeah, But no, Chris is just like, they're gone, we'll never God. see them ever we'll never again. See them again. Um. So, Bex like confronts Hodge, says, you know, I I was stayed with you because I was scared of you. Um, he says, Oh, I was doing it all for us. And she goes, I just don't love you anymore, and throws down the necklace that he bought for her, and then the police get him. It's a bit of a high school musical too, this. That happens on a bridge. That is on a bridge, isn't it? What about us? What about everything we've <laughs> been through? Jesus Christ. I uh, think this is a soundtrack to Requiem for a dream music as well. <laughs> I feel like it's the first few notes of Requiem for a Dream." Um, possibly. So back at the party, Ronan is very hamfistedly trying to talk to Vicky, and then Vicky just kisses him. And Jesus Christ, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> How much better would your teenage years have been if it was that easy? Yeah. Hold on, hell of a time. I was, feeling the Pick Me Boy Blue Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> he's there. He's just leaning on the wall. a jacket. It's just blue. It's 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 moody. Yeah. That was who I was. Yeah. Uh, Jonah is like really drunk and Ronan credits to Ronan sees an opportunity to work out who the woman is that he's- yeah <laughs> so he's like g- trying to get the answer out of Jonah well Vicky because she's a sensible person is trying to stop Jonah dying again <laughs> yeah, it is just funny because again the stakes here is it's vodka so the the main end point of this is he's going to be sick yes it's not that yo know he hasn't had eight bottles of the stuff straight know. through to his eyeballs. Maybe he has. It's still daylight, Tom. <laughs> we have no idea how much time is packed. <laughs> um, so Kyle turns up at the party with Denzel. Uh, Finn gets them to leave. And then Kyle, for some reason, gets Denzel to phone Tom. We get very close to an acknowledgement of the reason why Denzel has Tom's phone number. Yes, very close. Very close. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> did she ever get a farewell or did she just stop being she just there? stopped me there uh... <laughs> so yeah they 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 phone up Tom and, and explain that there's this party um, meanwhile Jonah has phoned Cheska and is like you know saying how much he loves her on the phone or whatever um, Vicky's trying to give him water and he vomits everywhere and then Ronan picks up the phone but Cheska hangs up before she says anything clever all the mystery continues <laughs> the, yes the mystery <laughs> continues Um, I get this point that Cheska looks like Cheska starting to have have doubts about this 17 year old boy's maturity oh no doubts about his maturity (laughs) whatever gave you that idea Um, so the the criminal gang turned up at the party and you know they're serious because they knock a hat off someone's head they do it's the first thing they do yes the criminal gang who legally bought vodka in shops to legally sell it somewhere else look Rochdale's Criminal Underworld has really struggled with the loss of the Burleys. (laughs) Um, So Sam starts back chatting these clearly aggressive people. Um, Finn turns up, fails to read the room, goes, this is my party. (laughs) I've got a bad boy jacket on and I won't be stopped. But then immediately gives them money when asked correctly. I have a question. If they're charging 50p a shot, why does he have the money in notes? Mm -hmm. That's true, yeah. Is, it, is he exchanging he just on site one by one? Just lob coins at their basically. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Fifty pence. It suddenly 50. it suddenly becomes a film from, a moment from every Spider-Man film yeah. where everyone from New York starts throwing stuff at yeah. the bad guy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Finn. Um. What the the show does really badly here is it completely fails to tell us the stakes. We don't know how bad these bad people are. We don't know how bad they are. We don't know why the store-bought vodka is so valuable yes. to them. Yes. And so we don't know, because they, well, they, one of them punches Finn, and we don't know if he's going to murder him, Yeah, or if that will be enough and he'll leave. And, like, and here's the thing as well, because like, th- it ends, because Tom intervenes. Yes. And one so, man yeah. stops this gang. Yeah, 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 this criminal gang. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they know Tom well. And then, and then Tom goes, I'll call the police. And they go, oh, oh, oh. I didn't, I didn't get into this to be found out by the police. Jesus. But also, the criminal gang says you'll regret this as they leave, so maybe they'll come back. Uh, uh, do they come back? I, d- I don't remember. Oh, Tom, you has been useful. My brain is only full of Finn and Sam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember bits of the Cheska and Jonah stuff. Okay. So, like, I don't remember how their storyline ends, but I remember elements of the culmination. Okay. Do you know how much I stand to lose on this? Yes. I do know, it's like four crates of vodka. Well, yeah. Probably about 60 quid. Yeah. At most, a few hundred quid. Which is not worth murdering for. No, not really. <laughs> like, who paused to think about it? Well, no, I, just, <laughs> I paused because I thought, if I was in the world of Snowpiercer, yes. Yes, yes it is worth it. But actually, in this world... yeah. But we know maybe it is prohibition era Rochdale. Maybe, maybe, maybe it is. Um, so yeah, Tom checks his everyone out of the party. Um, Cheska has turned up, and when Cheska offers the explanation that re- that Jonah phoned her, Tom never questions this. I think because everyone has known for ages, she gave Jonah extra yeah. lessons. But the concept of this clearly exceptionally drunk young man, yeah, calling the personal mobile of his teacher, but then again... Yeah. Is it believable that a drunk 17-year-old boy calls the hottest teacher he knows? But the fact that he has her number is surely a red flag. Yeah. And that in that scenario, he reaches for her number. Yeah. But then again, they live through this with Joe and Ross, and they'll just go, uh, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, so yeah, she says she's going to, you know, uh, she's spoken to Marcus and she's going to take Jonah home. Um So Tom is talking to Finn, Sam and Josh. And he says... You lot are supposed to be responsible. Are they? Well, he says, "I expect more from you, Josh." Josh got drunk on a farm. <laughs> yeah, and nearly blinded Ant. Yeah, um, he did drugs <laughs> yeah. that he then put in Tom's food yes. and endangered both Tom and a baby's life. Yes, it's. Why does he expect more from Josh? Why do we? Why do we as a society? here expecting more from Josh. Sam has just returned from a drug-related suspension. Yes. Where he, he's, he intimately knows the family. Where her brother is a murderer. Yeah. And her mother is, as he knows, a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. Finn has, in the last few weeks, been involved in fights with Kyle, Wayne. <laughs> His mum works. His mum... No, oh, the worst. His mum works. Um... Yeah, so the fact that they're supposed to be responsible, I really question. That is Waterloo Road definitely trying to narrative us into... Yeah, into believing something. Accepting that these are the good kids. Now, now the party is over, I would just like to say that my rage about Nate and Josh is untethered. Yeah. And knows no bounds. There are so many, so many identical <laughs> shots of them dancing near each other. Yeah, <laughs> So, oh, they might... And then we'll cut away... Like, at one point, they cut from those two dancing near each other... To just Vic and Rodan actually kissing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we can show you this bit. Yeah. It's like, we don't mind showing you these kids' kiss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so... It's just... Oh. Yeah, Why I'm, really, I'm watching this, uh, the party scenes. I really felt it. I want to apologise to the LGBT community on behalf of the yeah. straight people. Because so much neon kiss me lighting. So much... <laughs> that was just like, you know... <laughs> the, the, the the language of the show yeah. suggests, realistically, that party should have been a socks-on-free-for-all. <laughs> it should. It should. So much kiss-me-lighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Can socks-on-free-for-all be the episode title? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, so Sam Sam is very impressed by Finn saving her. And so that they reconcile and they're kissing and they're together again now. Oh, I don't care. I'm going to let it slide because I love their relationship. I don't care. Um, so... Um, uh, Bex and Karen are talking. Bex is saying sorry for running away again. Um, Karen is bizarrely unsympathetic. Yeah, she kind of makes it all about Bex's mistake. Yeah, she said rather says, than I, anything she, to do with Hodges' abuse. Yeah, she says, and I quote, "I need you to grow up and look after yourself so that I can stop worrying about things." At the start of this episode, you just accepted you'd never see her again. Yeah, like, but yeah, I don't, I do oh yeah. yeah, I really struggle with this scene. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah, because again, it's just like, again, it puts all the emphasis of this onto Bex rather than the person who, uh, against her will, uploaded yeah. information about her and then used yes. it as black The child abuser who is on his way to prison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the baddie. Yeah. <laughs> Bex, you need to think really hard about this, okay? Yeah. Um, it's still broad daylight. <laughs> Jonah is, like, sobering up a bit and, like, apologising to Cheska, who says, oh, I knew you couldn't handle this. Um, I should have known better. Yes, you should. Yes, you should. Um, Thank you. And, and that is where the episode ends. I got... I, I put thoughts about the next time trailer in all caps. Okay. What, okay, you can do the next time trailer then. Because uh, Will Mellor yes, is here. From Two Pints of Lager. And and a packet of crisps. Yes. Um, and we have, I think... Correct me if I'm wrong here. I might have undershot it. Our 17,000th... Yep, yep, yep underage child and older person yeah. love affair it's Vicky story. again <laughs> <laughs> it's just for some reason they just go is the child 16 yes we're going to give them, we're going to give them a morally questionable relationship with an older person yeah. and that's all they've done there hasn't been you know Ronan has been spared it he's the only one who has been spared it but he's going to be related to this one yeah yeah he's next week. In this one yeah. and then Josh Josh, Nate and Finn will, will age up <laughs> yeah and Amy and Lauren, they'll all age up into their yeah, having an affair with a 30-year-old yeah. uh, episode next series. They will, yeah. yeah. But I just, just pick another story. The fact that, like, we don't know what the relationship is between Will Miller and, and Vicky, but the fact that this is being set up as, correctly, creepy and wrong, while we're doing the Jessica and Jonas stuff, absolutely beyond. <laughs> yeah. Will end up dangerously close to wearing a like a bunny suit and being on top of the school at yeah. this point because it is just like when Chris does it, yeah. it's wrong. Yeah. When Will Mellor does it, f- 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 fictionally, like uh, in, yeah. in, in fiction, not the, in real life, the character played <laughs> by Will Mellor. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ooh, lawyers, we're, we're going to run into these problems in, uh, with our insistence of calling people by their actor names <laughs> yeah. when we recognise the actor. Yeah. But I've managed to wean us off George Sampson for at least this week. <laughs> But And then they're going to go, oh no, it's absolutely fine when Cheska does it. It's yeah. so weird. Now that's because Cheska and Jonah are in love. Oh, thank God. And that makes it okay? Yeah, because a, a 17-year-old boy knows his own mind where a 17-year-old girl does not. Oh, God, yeah. That's as, that's the story next week. As Wayne would no doubt say. <laughs> <laughs> Misogynist Wayne. Oh. <laughs> I hate this show. Um. I, I thought this episode was ridiculous enough to be fun. To be honest with you the, Honestly I, I enjoyed it I had I had a fun time watching it The biggest laugh say, moment I couldn't say that last week The biggest laugh moment I've ever had Watching the show Was when They say There are no signs Of <laughs> Hodge and Becks Karen goes onto the balcony And sees them on a bridge 20 feet away <laughs> it's, it's Like uh, I'm assuming people Listening to this Would have seen it But it, it's not far it's... <laughs> Ka- If If Karen had thrown a stone Oh she would have got Hodge on the back of head it's outrageous. It's so bad. That is in fact the only way it could have been more ridiculous. <laughs> Jess, Jess, hand me that lipstick. Duh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a show. What a show. Playout song is, is gaga There's a hundred more episodes today. Yeah. It's odd. Imagine uh, being imagine, 103. Imagine <laughs> being like a commissioning editor at the BBC at this time, watching this episode of television, going, you what? A hundred more, a hundred more of this, please. <laughs> I think this is fun though. I, if every week was like this, I'd be—I'd be have such a good time. Well, it's, it's better podcast material, isn't it? <laughs> I don't need the show to be good with a capital G I just need to be fun. I just have to enjoy myself with some level of quality. Like that. Oh, I don't need. Yeah, no, I don't need quality. No. <laughs>